0: Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. I'm Mel Todd Wood. I'm back from my trip to Israel and Poland. We're going to talk about that a little bit. I'm here with my co-host, Bill Quinn. Welcome, Bill. Thanks for holding down the fort while I was gone.
1: Thank you very much, Todd. Glad you're back.
0: And uh, we are brought to you by the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com. Put us in your daily scan. You know, I was thinking about it on the way back to the U.S. Everything boils back to Georgia. We've said that over and over. It's why we started the show. Georgia is front and center for the plans the cabal has for us there's nowhere else like the Georgia Record and the Georgia 2024 show concerning Georgia I mean there's a lot of other media in the state but nobody does really what we do so uh put us in your daily scan sign up for our newsletters sign up for our uh Rumble channel CDM1 and help us grow the network tell your friends this is all word of mouth because you know we're blocked by everybody I got an email the other night by a woman who said you know I'm in Nebraska I signed up for your newsletter. It's been weeks and I get nothing. What's going on? I said, check your spam. She checked her spam, nothing there. And I said, what email provider do you use? And she said, Gmail. And I said, okay. So Gmail, I think it may be blocking emails. So make sure you're getting our emails. Tell your friends it's word of mouth. Put us in your daily scan, put a cdm.press in your daily scan, because I guarantee you, we're breaking news that nobody else is, um, and and we've done that for a long time, and we continue to do that. I'm going to talk about the Poland story later, but we need your help in one way. In that, as I said, we are blocked off all advertising networks. We're blocked off, at last count, 30 different Silicon Valley platforms. One way we can use your support <clears throat> is through signing up for our no ad subscriptions. We've signed. We've set up the Montana Sentinel, which is our 13th website on CDM. And really, gotten a great uh, res- response from Montana people. Senator or uh, Congressman Rosendale is uh, his staff is involved in in helping us drive content to the paper. Not helping us with the paper, but basically being open to us to get interviews and that type of thing in Montana. And we've got requests in two other states. We will see if we have the bandwidth to launch a couple more. Um, but you know, it all depends on a team on the ground that can actually bring us good content and and impact everything. We're really trying to run to the sound of the guns, where there's problems in the US, like in Connecticut and elsewhere, the Connecticut Sentinel has been phenomenal. And our armed forces, armedforces.press has been phenomenal. That's one of our most popular channels on Truth. I think it has 50,000 people or so following it. So it's really growing. But you get access to all of this for 10 bucks a month with no ads. And that gives us really evergreen income and that we can depend on to hire people to grow the network and uh, we have a new t- 24-7 streaming option coming on in the new year. At some point, we'll tell you about that more later. But please sign up for our no ads subscription. There's an annual uh, option with a discount. It really helps us provide uh, more reporting and dig on more stories. There's so much news flow coming in that we really have to triage and decide what we're going to put out and what we're not. So we have a really packed show today. As always, Mallory Staples is going to join us with the legislative update. David Cross is gonna talk about some GOP issues in Georgia. Hank Sullivan is gonna connect some dots that you may have not thought about. And we've got Glade Miller-Smith, as always, a fireside chat, chat about uh, how to build something in this country and why that is so important going forward. Uh, with that, I wanna talk about one of our sponsors real quick. There is a, uh, not a meme, but kind of a narrative going around the internet that this may be our last Christmas as free Americans. Uh, 2023. We don't know what 2024 is going to have in store. There's a lot of crises coming. Could be a cyber attack, which Klaus Schwab likes to talk about. Could be a new virus that Bill Gates likes to talk about. Uh, it could be a nuclear war that Joe Biden likes to talk about. So there are big problems coming our way. Make sure you are ready to protect your family medically. Go to twc.health slash CDM. Use promo code CDM for a 10% discount and you can get our emergency medical kit And anything that comes down the pike, you're going to be prepared. As we've said before, CVS will be open until it's not. And when it's not, you're not going to have access to medicines. So this kit provides enough for one adult. You may need more than one for your family. But twchealth forward slash cdm. And the wellness company provides a doctor online uh, consultation before you take some of these drugs. Uh, But it's a seamless process. I did it. It literally took me two minutes online. And then they arrive in the mail. And then you get access to all the wellness company, amazing uh, doctor patient type services. So twc.health forward slash CDM, use promo code CDM for a 10% discount. And with that, Bill, let's bring in our first guest.
1: Okay. So we had a chance to uh, compare notes with Mallory Staples. And uh, so we'll bring her, bring that session in now we are lucky enough to be joined by mallory staples the director of the georgia state freedom caucus mallory thank you for making time
2: thank you for having me Bill. love coming on
1: you know we got a lot of stuff going on the last few weeks and i my my instinct says it's going to continue all the way through next year what do you think
2: yes very much so i think it's just getting going this is just the pre party
1: so I, uh, I heard through the grapevine that you had spent some time uh, during this week uh, revolving around the special session. Why don't you bring us up to speed on, on where we are and what's happened so far, please?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, the first thing I'd like to do is remind your viewers that when we were petitioning, led by Senator Colson Moore, uh, with the Georgia Freedom Caucus, our vice chairman, and supported by Charlie Spurd, our chairman, in the house when we were petitioning for a special session here in Georgia to address uh, political persecution, the DA's office led by Fonnie Willis, um, to address election integrity concerns prior to the primaries and the big uh, election season next year, that one of the many excuses that we were given from leadership was it's too costly. We can't spend money on things like that. So um, I want to couch that in, in the fact that we are heading into our third year with a massive surplus budget. Estimations are to $15, 16000000000 billion uh, this year, we'll, where we'll land with a surplus uh, on the heels of last year's $6.6 billion surplus money that I would like to emphasize to your uh, viewership that they are more than happy. And that's really kind of the theme of what I have to say today to Waste, burn, throw away, and mismanage our taxpaying dollars. Like they—they they are the worst money <laughs> managers possible. So anyway, we were given the excuse, uh, one of the many, that it was too expensive. Well, the maps are challenged because um, the context uh, or the um, uh, belief or, or accusation that they were racist. So all of a sudden, a special session is absolutely possible and worth the tax dollars uh, to spend to get uh, these legislators in, which is a hundred thousand plus dollars a day for them to show up is what, you know, cumulatively they pay to be there. So they're there for the special session to address the maps. And what I want to highlight is the last two days in the Senate chamber. There were maybe 15 senators, On the floor of the Senate chamber, uh, the second to the last day and the last day, and there was a motion made um, and I'll have to go back and look to speak definitively. I don't know if it was the majority leader or who who made the motion to suspend the rules. And the first day that they did it, we didn't catch on. We couldn't tell exactly what was happening, but basically that circumvents a roll call, right? And so the second day that that happened when there was again. 15 senators there to do the people's work and earn the money they're getting paid um, by us. Again, we, you know, through Robert's rules, Senator Colton Moore all but did backflips and somersaults down the aisle of the Senate chamber to get on record who was present and who was not. And he was not able to move the president of the Senate, Lieutenant uh, Governor Burt Jones, to put it on record who was present and who is not and you know a personal insight into this is that because uh, i know uh, senator colton moore on a personal level he had scheduled prior to special session being called he had a trip an international trip to israel scheduled and he had to cancel it or he chose to cancel it to be present and um, serve the people of the 53rd district and it is absolutely unbelievable to me that these people take their job and and our money Um, with so, with such little respect or consideration that they don't even show up, but then to not have leadership, put them on record and hold them accountable. I mean, I think it just goes back to that bigger theme of, and we say it all the time, they don't care what they do with our money. They waste and misuse our hard earned cash left and right. I mean, it's hard to even keep up with the ways that they abuse the funds that are given to them in the state of Georgia um, and the lack of accountability. I mean, Charlize and I were driving this morning. Um, she and Colton and I all went down for the GRA convention and to speak to them about uh, updates on the Georgia Freedom Caucus mm-hmm. and actually and Colton and Charlize to receive um, conservative awards that they give out for their their stellar voting records. Oh, but, wonderful and Charlize and I were having a conversation and and it, basically it came up that that these legislators are only you know motivated by two things that they will only do the right thing if they are principled enough to do it like Colton and Charlize or Craig if they're principled or if they're afraid like fear and principled are the only two things that motivate them and we really are in a season of time where it is imperative that these legislators fear their constituents. They need to fear the backlash of having to give an account again, accountability for their voting records and their work performance in this case, or lack thereof. And so it is so vital for the base, for the grassroots to be prepared, to be gearing up, to partner with us at the Freedom Caucus, to make sure that throughout this session, because they've got some really horrible stuff planned and coming up, and we're going to need to be killing bills left and right, Mm -hmm. that we get prepared at the committee level to, as a people, to resist and push back and give these representatives um, the fear of having to answer if they don't, you know, present and truly represent the will of the people. And the end of special session was just, such a just one more example of that.
1: So, you'd mentioned 15 uh 15 senators it, out of what is the total number of senators these days? If you have it handy,
2: uh, oh my gosh, that's great. I'm wanting to say great question, great question. Just, I want to say 53 off the top okay. of my
1: head. So, so Sorry. literally about a quarter chose to even show up,
2: yes. Yeah. No, was this, said that today about a quarter? And is
1: that both the folks on the the Democratic side of the aisle and the Republican side of the aisle? Yes.
3: Wow. Yes.
1: Wow. So, you mentioned I think about a hundred thousand dollars a day, but uh, as I recall, and maybe I'm maybe I'm not fully informed, but I thought they also, in addition to their salaries, they get some expenses covered per day that we probably don't even know about yet. Yes. So there there could be more than that. Who knows? Maybe they had a big lunch. <laughs>
2: Well, the lobbyists are always swarming, um, to, to, so maybe they didn't pay for their lunch. Uh, but anyway,
4: <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: they probably, yeah, there's probably more things that they're yeah. uh, compensated for. I mean, it's difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. It is difficult to get the hard numbers on um, what happens in the state of Georgia with leadership. Mm. It, it's not easy. It's not easy.
1: I mean, that's even in some ways to me, that's even more... It's all concerning. Let me start there. But it's even more concerning that the leadership would be facilitating or appearing to facilitate in some way lack of transparency as to what's really happening, especially if we're paying for it. You know, why would one? Why would why would the motion have been uh, accepted? And two, why would it be? You know, why would it be necessary? Oh gosh, we don't want people to know that. You know, we're going to pay them for most you know part of the week, and they're not going to be able to. They're not going to be required to be here. I wonder if there's a way that uh, that I can or the team can find out who was not there. If we can, I think that might be interesting uh, data for us to provide to the public. We'll, I think we'll pursue in the background doing what we can to expose that.
2: Yeah, and- I think that the accountability is priceless. I mean, I just found out a couple of weeks ago and, and we're looking into this that um, the committee chairman, they they have to pay. Like, if you're going to be a chairman of a Senate committee, you pay $10,000 to hold that chairmanship position. And it's in the mindset of, well, they have to show that they can fundraise or that they're, you know, or whatever. But I mean, to me as an outsider, that just seems like a club, right? It seems like yeah. a club and, and it, it decreases as you go down, you know, like the interstate Commerce, whatever, <laughs> you know, chairmanship that Colton has is about a thousand dollar gig, but like health and human services, transportation, appropriations. I mean, you're talking $10,000 for yeah, each one that... if
1: you happen to be more than one, right?
2: Yes, that's right. That's right. And so it's just like, wow, figuring out and learning how it really works and doesn't work in, in most cases is really eye opening. And, you know, and that's what we're here for as I learn. I want to pass it on to the general public because it equips the citizenry to have these conversations and um, to be effective
3: yep. in the
2: process when we understand, you know, how it works. Part,
1: <laughs> part of that accountability, I think, comes from having a, a big, bright searchlight on the issues when people find them. And um, yes. I, know, I know you've got lots of trust across um, the people of Georgia, um, we're, we're lucky enough to have a bit of that as well. And we have people coming in all the time saying, hey, have you seen this? Have you seen that? And help us put that spotlight in place. Um, we may we may start using the bat signal if it gets any worse, you know.
2: <laughs> it's so true, Bill. It is so true. And, you know, it's an honor. And I know you feel this way to have the trust of the people because never has there been a more merited distrust of people in politics, just in general, like it, yeah. it, in general. So to, to have that from the people is is a really, really high honor and something that we um, protect. We really, really protect, which is like with our scorecards, why we published all the data around that. So people could see how we did it. And, you know, it just, I think the more, the more, you know, open book, you know, we can be, the, the the better for for the for the state for for everybody because there's so little of that. Um there's so little of that. And we love partnering with you guys to to share the intel, you know, share the information and um because it's encouraging to people when they're like, well it, there are a couple of folks out there that it, are you know telling the truth.
1: It is. I just heard in the last twenty four, forty eight hours that same message. It's you know, thank you and we know if you bring something out that you've done your best to vet it, to make yeah. sure that it's valid and you're not afraid to ask the difficult questions. So, uh, which, yeah. which, you know, it, it, people are getting good, boy, their ears are getting good to hear truth when it's, when it's offered to them, they can tell it's, it's almost an instinct. It's uh, and it's very, I find it very encouraging. Um, yeah, you know, that folks all over can tell. So uh, what are the other key initiatives we need to have our, have our eyes on for the next week or two, uh, Mallory from uh, Freedom Caucus or other things?
2: Mm hmm. So we are going to be putting for we're going after the taxes. I mean, it is insulting um, what they're proposing as far as reducing our income tax. When you're having $3 billion, point $6. six billion, 15 billion dollar surpluses, there's there's no better time than right now to get rid of the income tax and follow some of our neighboring states to do that. So Freedom Caucus is going to be uh, leading that. We are putting forward a um, stop political persecution bill that will keep um, what's happened to these indicties from happening again. Uh, We are doing a never again medical freedom bill that limits the governor's incredible and far reaching, almost unlimited authority in a state of emergency. Um, Mm -hmm. It will limit it and it will require two thirds of the general assembly to approve uh, measures. There won't be sweeping, you know opportunities for tyranny and totalitarianism in in the next you know uh crisis um we've got a lot of things uh going on there's gonna be a lot of election integrity bills to get behind and um the fight so that's what we want to push through there will be 10 times that in what we want to block because as in the freedom caucus we do not support The mindset that the citizens of Georgia need 250 new laws every 12 months. So Mm -hmm. we kill more than we push through because there's so much regulation and growth of government and increase of taxes in those 250 bills uh, for the most part. And so our big uh, hills that um, we are going to be battling on will be yet again, mental health. Uh, HB 520 and all the offspring of that, and then this massive Medicaid expansion that they're planning. And, um, And the way they're setting it up with this mental health thing, if you get, if you're treated for mental health, then everybody in your family is paid for and your apartment is paid for and your food is paid for. I mean, I don't know how it doesn't completely collapse the system
3: mm-hmm.
2: and so we're going to need everybody everybody fighting um those two initiatives for sure medicaid and expansion and mental health
1: i will guarantee you we're going to have uh, lots and lots of discussions the mental health bill the out, outgrowth of whatever comes next uh, that that started as uh, 1013 and then was uh, 520 is going to be front and center because Uh, what many people are just now learning is this initiative, this mental health thing is not just an initiative in Georgia. It exists in many states yes, and contains some very troubling clauses that appear not to have anything to do with mental health, but appear to be with taking away rights as a result of being covered or being um, uh, part of something underneath that bill. So we'll talk, um, I guarantee we're going to be talking a lot about that in the coming weeks.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we We have to. Everybody has to know and we need people to give their time uh, and show up. You know, I'm going to have T-shirts made that shows our we call ourselves basically the people's lobby. And we're there to. And we're going to have shirts because when all the other groups come, like when NAMI comes to you know, support the mental health or when the moms mm-hmm. groups come to take Second Amendment away, they all wear the same shirts and you can tell that they're there. And it's impactful and we have people crawling all over the Capitol every day, but we're not outfitted like, uniformly. So we're going to do that mm-hmm. this session as well, which will be great. And, um, really, you know, let them know that we're there, um, yep. that all the coalition partners. Georgia freedom caucus are present and we're watching what they're doing and we're going to hold them accountable for it. Oh, one thing I'm particularly excited about is, um. I'm going to be highlighting in the House and the Senate, a handful of Republicans every day. I'll do an update on their voting. So when those big bills come through, I will specifically be like, okay, house Rep. so-and-so, and so-and-so, and so-and-so, let's see how they voted. Senator, so-and-so, and so-and-so, let's see how they voted on it. And we're going to make it really for folks to find um, their representative and highlight those folks uh, certainly that are chronic offenders to freedom, um, we're just going to put them on blast. We're really going to put them on blast. And and the other thing I would love to um, announce kind of on your show, if it's okay, do you care if I make a... No,
1: that's fine. Go right ahead.
2: Okay. So I am um, switching to a volunteer position with the Freedom Caucus Network so that I can um, work, like, legally work for the Georgia Freedom Fund. I'm the chairman of that PAC. And we are very serious about raising money to primary a lot of these folks with excellent candidates who can win because this next cycle we need to like imperative have to pick up two seats like in each chamber mm-hmm. um, so that we can stop, you know, it's okay that the Freedom Caucus has three members right now, but that's it's not okay forever. And so we need to get involved in supporting, protecting Colton and Charlize and Greg, the members that we have, and then growing that. And so I feel like for for me, that's the most impactful role that I can have. So anybody who, you know, I mean, I don't even have to talk about Rona and, you know, the national uh, party and, um, you know, a lot of people are upset with what's going on in the state party. So the Georgia Freedom Fund is somewhere that people can put their money and no, 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 that it will be used to advance the cause of freedom and um, it will be stewarded well, you know, unlike the government, we will steward it well. And we're really, 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 really confident we're gonna be able to win some of these seats. And uh, it's it's pretty exciting. I think primary season is gonna be unbelievably exciting. So. Um, well, con- kind of well one shame.
1: congratulations. We're excited to hear about it, and uh, let's let's get you back on really soon so we can hear a bit more of the details. And as you get going, okay. I'm I'm hoping you will share with us what your uh, steps are.
2: Always, 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 always. That's we're great. gonna win some races for the good guys. Is what we're gonna do. I love
1: it. I love it. And we will we will get that spotlight fired up and ready to rock and roll. Okay. All
2: right. Thank All right. you, Bill. Thank, Thank you so for fun. being with us. Absolutely. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Okay. Bye.
1: Great
0: interview, Bill. Thank you. You're off. You're you yeah. So, um, we're going to continue that, and, and Mallory's going to be a, a staple on with her legislative updates. So we're looking forward to that. Regarding uh, coming back to the U.S., you know, I uh, it's, it's there's a lot of differences you spot from Europe, uh, and one of them is the food, and we really have to be uh, careful about what we put in our families' mouths. You can't trust, uh, you know, industrial medicine now. You can't trust education, and you damn sure can't trust a lot of the big ag food suppliers from vaccines to uh, bugs in your food, not telling you, putting some strange name that really, you know, you won't know what's in it. From chemicals, from all kind of things that they have been doing for a long time that we're just now awakening to. It's really important to be self-reliant and to start moving in the direction of supplying your own nutrition for your family. In many ways, at least having, you know, good stuff going into your family—maybe not all of it—but you know, processed food is a food is a big no-no, and uh, fresh vegetables and other types of things that you can grow by yourself with not a lot of effort is extremely important. We have a new effort here at CDM; it is called CDMFood.com, joint venture with Marjorie Wildcraft at the Grow Network, and I can tell you from experience, she's an amazing person, really bringing valuable information to you and you can go there go to cdmfood.com cdm i don't think there's a dot between cdm and food bill maybe i'm wrong i thought it was cdmfood.com but we will uh check that but i think it's cdmfood.com and uh go there and check it out and check her videos out and, and really just look into what she has to offer. If you want to go further and learn how to really grow food in a small area with not much effort, and even if you're out of shape, um, she's the one to go to. So cdmfood.com, check out Marjorie Wildcraft. I think you'll really enjoy. You know, I find myself lo- watching her videos at two in the morning after a long day and just, you know, because it's it's just really calming and, and, and you learn a lot of information. So thank you, Bill, for putting that up. You bet. Um, let's bring in our next
1: guest. Okay, we will go over to uh, to David Cross. David, thank you for joining us, buddy.
4: Gentlemen, my pleasure. Hey Bill, I sent you some I sent you some uh, some video links. I would love for you to play the the Robin Williams one like right off because it ties exactly in with what uh, with what Mallory was just talking about.
1: Okay, give me just a moment and I think I can orchestrate that for you. Let me make sure I get the right one. You ready? Yep, go ahead. okay. Uh, we're through it there
3: it is it's, uh, it's an old phrase basically anonymous but politicians are a lot like diapers they should be changed frequently and for the same reason keep that in mind next time you vote good night <laughs>
4: <laughs> just a little truism isn't it <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a little bit just a little bit so how much time have we got today i was i was speed talking last time well, <laughs> were you really? We have a full
0: uh, show, but you can take as long as you need. And I, by the way, I love the sweater; it matches the painting in the background. It's very buckheadish. It's it's cool. I like it. Reminds <laughs> me of my days at the Atlanta Financial Center. But go ahead.
4: <laughs> it's you know it's red red white and blue. So we oh, got okay. it we got it going on today. All right. So <clears throat> there's a, there's a lot that's been going on. So I'm going to talk to you today, or, or talk talk to folks today, in I guess in my capacity as first as an activist. And second, as uh, as the second vice chair of the of the Georgia GOP, and just kind of bring people up to speed on what's been happening. So about two weeks ago, we had the the paper ballots rally, um, you know, down at the Capitol. That was fantastic. We had a lot of great people there. Sam Carline was there. Field Cersei was there. Those guys. I don't know how. I don't know how their vehicles aren't falling apart. Those guys drive from the the Florida border just about like all the way up to, to Atlanta all the time. Um, Kim P Brooks was there. She's one of my, one of my best buddies. Um, Dr. Frank was there and we had tons of volunteers. Uh, what was really interesting is that we were getting up there and making the case for precinct counted hand-marked, you know, ballots. And what was funny is that there were, there were several Democrats that were like walking up the stairs and saying, well, where were you guys five years ago? We could have used you five years ago. And the correct answer, you know it goes along with the chinese proverb which basically says the best time to plant a tree that you should have planted 20 years ago is today and we are here today and so we've got lots of democrats um believe it or not they're actually getting on board with this thing while the democrats are kind of hemming and hawing because they keep looking over to go hey governor kemp what do you think and he's saying i don't think so so a lot a lot of there's a lot of control and manipulation i think that's going on down there at the capitol but at some point, the politicians that we're reaching out to, they're going to get and understand that Robin Williams clip that we just showed about, you know, about the uh, politicians need to be changed, you know, often. It's and for- very much
1: in line with what uh, what Mallory said in, in her interview just before you. You know, these things have yep. to be there has to be accountability.
4: Well, and I, and I love the fact that, you know, she's actually got an accountability scoring system. And so another thing that happened like in the last week or two is that um, is that I launched a group called the American Patriot Caucus. And you can actually go to www.americanpatriotcaucus. I know it's a long word, but APC is a battery company and we couldn't take that. So American Caucus com. And we're going to we're, we're trying to spread the word about how you can be involved, what you can do. Um, you know, and just spreading the word about, about how people can help push this initiative forward, because it really feels like it's gaining a huge amount of momentum. And really the only people that are, you know, being, that we're dragging along behind us are the establishment Republicans that are fighting tooth and nail because they're getting word from, you know, from, you know, from, uh, from big daddy K that, uh, that, that they shouldn't, they shouldn't be aligning with what we're trying to accomplish.
1: Well, I have uh, a couple of things. One is I actually have the uh, the screen for American Patriot Caucus, but we also, I knew you were involved in a, uh, you mentioned paper ballots, a paper ballot uh, sort of proof of concept in Forsyth County Yet yesterday. And yes. we have a video from that and a post that you did on uh, Twitter. Uh, regarding. Pop, that. Whichever one. Pop whichever one up there is easiest to get to. Okay, let's do this one. Okay, so this, your... is, this is yesterday. Right, and then... Here's the video that goes along with it.
4: This is what a hand count looks like. So they were it's actually doing a hand count right in front of those. Yes, they were.
1: Boy, the bad guys say it's chaotic and takes tons of people. This seems pretty calm.
4: Yeah. What, what's really interesting too is that they, they these people managed to count. Eleven over eleven hundred ballots in fifty-five minutes, and this is the first time that they've that they've ever done this. Now, granted, it was a presidential, you know, preference primary one, so you only had one thing on the ballot. And there's going to be tons of people say, "What if you've got twenty something things on the ballot?" Then it's going to take longer. But this process yesterday was, you know, was was accurate. There were two mistakes that that were that were in there that were caught before you would have certified the results. So it was more accurate, and you actually have human beings that are that are looking, that are looking at these things. And, and, and we know for a fact that in Chatham County, um, we, know, we know for a fact in Chatham County in 2020, there were nearly 6,500 ballots that Mad Liberals found. Um, he's a friend of mine that, that's on Twitter. He found 6,500 ballots that got duplicated, and the duplicates had one city council person, his vote was flipped, and the constitutional questions were flipped. So human beings don't make those kinds of mistakes. The machines do because the machines are simply programmed to do whatever somebody did. If you program a mistake into it, you're going to get mistakes.
1: And to your point, there were people standing there, you know, as part of the normal process
4: to check. Exactly. Can you can you pull up the the slides that that show what the what the um, American Patriot Caucus looks like? Yes. Perfect. I think. i All right. So this is this is just the 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 new website. Um, Oh, great! I got the. I got the screenshot where we the, the website uses cookies. That's perfect.
1: No, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, that <laughs> was that,
4: that was me. That was me. I, I didn't. I go. didn't happen to see it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so, so go. we got this. This um, is actually
1: live, so we can we can play with this if you wanted to. Ah, okay. Well, you're you're so high tech. Look at you.
4: Yeah, um, he
0: embarrasses me all the time. He knows a lot more than I do.
4: <laughs> Go so and anybody who wants to anybody who wants to join, you just click that, add me to the mailing list thing. We're not going to mm-hmm. inundate you with spam and crap and things like that, and try to ask you for money or anything like that. We're just I'm trying to keep people informed, and the whole point of this is to give a voice to the grassroots into the Georgia Republican into the Georgia Republican Party and to our politicians. And I'm going to be sending out things like surveys and things like that that show you know what's most what's most important to people. And right now, I think we've got like forty-seven hundred people, maybe maybe five thousand. I think we're actually close to five thousand people on the mailing list. And the first message that went out got a forty-five percent open rate, which is huge. Wow. So people people are paying attention to this. But it, when you get it, you can you know you can send your friends the, the forward them the email, or you can click on this link that says "Add me to the mailing list." You can put your friends' you know email address in there if you want to, or ask them to put it in. And it's really simple. That's at the top of the page, click the click the page that shows resources.
1: Uh, okay.
4: Oh, there you go. Documents and resources. Click that. All right. So this is page two of the website. Scroll down a little bit. So one of the things that's really interesting about about people right now is that there's a lot of folks that are really interested in being involved, but sometimes they were busy with before they were busy with kids, or maybe something was going on with their parents. And they they didn't stay as, as in tune as they should. And sometimes, believe it or not, not all of us know who our who our state house rep is or our state senate rep is. So if you don't know, there's the link, the first one, Georgia Secretary of State's My Voter page. You can put that in. It's really simple. It'll tell you who, you know, what district you're in, you know, who are your reps. And then below that, we have the list of the House members, the list of the Senate members. So you can actually reach out and call them or email them. And I encourage you to do that. We've got the House and Senate list with contact info. So if you want to download that, if you want to do a mail merge or something like that, that's, that's, a, that's a resource for you. Um, what I think, w- one of the things that I'm going to be adding on here is Mallory's, is Mallory's piece about how did they vote? Because it's been really disturbing to me to find people that I thought were conservative Republicans that are voting for things that are not conservative Republican values. So you'll be able to open up that link. I'll get that on there today. And you can see like how how your rep is voting. And if they're doing a good job, you know what? Encourage them. If they're on the same page as you, then by God, get out there and and help them get reelected. If they're not, if they're not doing what you want, send them the Robin Williams video. And I'll put a link on on here for that too. And just remind them that they they are your representative. Everybody else, you know, down down to the Capitol, they call them legislators. Legislator sounds like somebody who is a factory worker for churning out laws. We don't need more. I mean, we, Mallory just said, like, what, 250 pieces were churned out last year? I mean, good grief. We need we need less laws, less restrictions, more freedom. That's right. In
1: a previous uh, episode, we actually uh, showed that there were uh, 1,100 or more proposed that were put uh, into play last session. So two hundred and fifty doesn't sound like much when it's eleven hundred, but it sure does call the question. You know, hey, we don't have the votes. Uh, but it doesn't doesn't sound like a criteria they use for bills to me.
4: It it, it doesn't. And I, and I'll tell you one thing that I've learned through this whole political process because I'm a business guy. I'm accustomed to you know looking at things, making making decisions based upon facts uh, as opposed to who is connected to whom for what and who owes it, you know who owes. Um, a favor to somebody else or owes money to somebody else that's been baffling to me but now I do I, I get it I understand how you know how the system works so with that in mind um, when you reach out to your representatives some people are say are gonna say I'm not gonna call them I'm not gonna email them because little old me they have no idea who I am if you feel that way and lots of people do so don't don't be embarrassed um, click on that next link down there that says, see who gives money to your state reps. If you do that, that's going to take you to the Georgia ethics site. Oh, no, that, that's a, name. that's a pop up, Dave. That's not going to come up on the screen. Unfortunately. That's okay. That's okay. You don't, you don't have to. So, um, but you know, but any, anybody who wants to use that, that's a, that's another resource you can go to. But the whole point is, I want you to think like high school. Okay. I'm 54 years old. I went to high school in the 1980s. All right. The, the hot things then was like IZOD t-shirts and Reeboks and and that kind of thing. Members only jackets. Yeah, members only jackets. And and the the cool kids had those things, all right? So even though I'm 54 years old, the political world still works like high school, but it's high school with money. So what you have to do is you got to take a look at who gives those people money, see if you've got connections to those people, look them up on Facebook, see if you've got a common connection in there, somebody that can potentially influence them um, that either gives money to your representative, or if you've got a, if you have somebody in common that you know, that knows that representative, you've got to influence them by getting the cool kids to talk to the, you know, to talk to your representative and say, Hey, this is something that's important and it's coming up a lot, you know, from, you know, from Bill or from Mallory or from David or, or whoever else. And we need to be talking about these things. So this is, this is a, this is a website i put together. And then the next thing we're going to be rolling out on this is going to be a precinct strategy that a friend of mine put, put together originally for one County. We're going to, I'm going to roll it out and make it available for anybody in the state. Because one of the things that I'm finding right now is that the Georgia GOP is, um, is they're doing their best. They're trying to get people educated to, to understand how to do things. And it's just, we really need to win. You know, we've got, we've got to win in 2024. And part of that is is messaging. So with regard to that, the whole precinct strategy thing, the tie up right now, kind of like the bottleneck that, that's happening, or at least what I perceive as the bottleneck that, that's in the Georgia GOP, is that they have selected a new company called Numinar that's helping, you know, be a portal to the RNC data. And some of the problems that I see is I don't necessarily, I don't value the RNC data as much as, as much as the RNC does, obviously. Um, what I value is voter data and Kim Brooks and her group, um, they call it the nerd crew they've put together. They've, they're now at like 16 voter history files that are rammed into this, into this network where we've got a couple terabytes of, of RAM. And this thing can spit out information on the fly where you can look at a neighborhood and it's color coded red for hard Republicans, blue for hard Democrats, green is like it's up for grabs. And when I tested the RNC data against my house and other people, you know, other family members, I saw that it wasn't wasn't always accurate. And one of the difficulties with being a door knocker is sometimes you you feel like you're wasting your time knocking on doors for people where you're getting the wrong information. Mm -hmm. And the tool, the tool that's been developed by, by Kim Brooks um, and her group is going to help us with more, what I think is hyper accurate information. And it's going to be able to show you, you know, granularly, you know, who can get, you know, who, who's voting, how, you know, how they're perceived to be voting or how they're participating in the process. It It doesn't tell you anything about how they voted, but it'll tell you, did they vote in a, in a primary? Did they vote in a runoff? You know, did they vote in a general election? Did they, you know, did they vote in a primary runoff? You know, so the more, the more voter interactions that you get, the more, the higher your score is. And that's true for both parties. It's true for both parties. It'll tell you exactly, exactly, you know, what, how people are behaving. Mm -hmm. But what's really critical about this thing is that we're going to make it so that anybody can use it. You're not going to have to go call your county chairman and say, can I please, please, please have access to, to the tool. You pull it up, do it on your own. So we're trying to democratize the, the information as much as possible.
1: That's great. That's great. One of the, one of the things that I found interesting was um, that so much of the information from a traditional party seems to be very difficult to get, as you kind of alluded to, uh, more so than you would expect. And uh, and yet when uh, Numenar did their launch call, they uh one of the questions that was asked was will you have information in your database on both democrats and republicans the answer was yes so it would be interesting to see what they what what data is available to users of of even that tool sounds like you guys are out in front of that so that's great
4: well it's it's an unintended consequence of having really brilliant people that are working on on trying to figure this you know trying to figure out you know, the voter rolls and what happened with them and who's, who's legitimate voters and who's not. And it's been, it was just kind of like a a natural outgrowth that, you know, that came from this. Yep.
1: So do we have time for two other things? Yes. Yes. I wanted to see if you could explore and I'll, either now or we're next um, sort of the, the notion of uh, of partnership across the, the various factions within the party. So I, I would hope that we'd have time to explore that a little bit when
4: you're ready. Absolutely, and, and um, all right. So, two things are coming up very, very soon here on December nineteenth or December twentieth. We're not quite sure. The state election board is meeting. My understanding is that one of the key things that's going to come up is going to be a vote to investigate um, Brad Raffensperger. Right now, there are four people on the board of elections or on the state election board, and um, Matthew Mashburn, who's the current acting chair, is not allowed to vote. So you have three people. You have a Republican, you have a Democrat, and then you have a, a second Republican um, that, that needs some encouragement. Let me say that. And his name is Edward Lindsay. If anybody out there has any connections to, to Edward Lindsay, I encourage you, to, you know, to reach out to him. Be very polite. He's, a, he's an attorney. You know, he's, you know, I think he's a fairly nice guy. Um, I can't reach out to him myself because I think it's going to be viewed as a conflict of interest because, you know, or some type of conflict because I've got things that will be before the board that day. But if you're friendly with him, reach out to him and say, I really encourage you to, to investigate Brad Raffensperger because Brad Raffensperger has gone off the reservation. He is not enforcing Georgia code. It's part of his constitutional duty. We already know that these machines are not counting votes, you know, accurately. And the Federal Help America Vote or HAVA law says that there's only there, the system is only allowed, like ballot counting systems are only allowed to have eight errors per million votes cast. We have five million votes are cast in Georgia. That means forty errors are allowed. I just told you about Chatham County has 6,600, where there's there's a there's errors that are going on there. So. The system's not working. The law says that you must remove it and get rid of it. And Raffensperger not doing it. So please re- you know, reach out very kindly to Mr. Lindsay, encourage him, show him some of the facts, let, let him know, let him know what's going on there.
1: Could I um, offer one more thing that I expect will come up on when, when this next meeting is sure. due to be held? <clears throat> we don't have it confirmed directly from the state election board, but from other sources, we had heard that, uh, there was a query, inquiry uh, in a subpoena, unsupported as I un- understand by any case behind it, but a subpoena to true the vote to get them to turn over information on certain, con- I think, confidential informants that, uh, that they were uh, privy to. And um, given the fact that William Duffy had resigned, we thought that might go away. Well, it appears that that may still be pressed. We would encourage folks to, Ask the, ask the question, why is that so necessary and why would we be pursuing information that True the Vote largely has already made uh, available, in many cases made completely available, briefed Raffensperger's office on, briefed Kemp's office on, and yet state election board is ask, acting like they haven't seen it before. So all of that seems surprising and we'd, we'd uh, encourage, I guess, transparency is a good way to, to think about
4: that. Yeah, and that, that's exactly what we need is total transparency right now. So on the on the second issue, one of the things one of the things that's that's been a little bit disturbing is, you know, I have heard um, I've heard some rumors that there's there's an effort to try and get rid of me and push me off the, you know, push me out of the out of the Georgia GOP. Um, I'm waiting to, you know, to get that, you know, confirmed. I've got a couple sources that I that I trust that have that have said that have said that Um, we won't know until probably December 19th, because that'll be 32 days before the next state election board meeting. Um, but, you know, I get that I am, you know, I'm not liked by some people, particularly the establishment. What's utterly bizarre to me, though, is that when I go out and speak at different events, I regularly will meet 30 percent of the people in the room will come up and shake my hand and say, thank God you're in the fight. Thank you for being you know, who you are and doing what you're doing. So, I mean, I get it. I recognize that I'm sometimes a lightning rod, a little bit of a, of a, of a disruptor. And that's my reputation, but you know it's really interesting that, um, that 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 there is you know that there's an effort to you know to try and do this because I think it would hurt the party um, quite a bit. Um, that's the first thing, and the second thing is is that you know I've been you know I've been asked to be an expert witness um, for for one of the you know for one of the um, for one of the Fannie Willis cases, um, and I also know that you know that some of, some of the information the work that I've done. Is is going to be in you know is going to be in Trump's you know dossier, um, you know with, or with his you know is, some of the information I've you know produced over time is going to be part of his um, you know I think as part of his defense as well as others. So I think if you I think if people try to get rid of me in the GOP I think that's I think it's going to send you know a pretty it's going to send a mixed message you know I think out to the world. But hopefully it doesn't happen. But you know um, if it does, then it does. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. And, um, you know, and and I don't think I'm going to be, I don't think I'm, I don't think it's really going to happen, but we'll see. You know, so I, comment
1: I, on I, that, just so a real
0: quick uh, comment on that is that, you know, uh, the only thing that's going to save the Georgia GOP to be a reputable, credible, trusted party again is complete transparency and openness in a democratic process, which we don't have. So it's not you that's hurting the party. It's the people who are ramrodding all this crap through that don't give a damn about the party they only care about their own power and until that changes the party is it's not your fault that uh that you're bringing light to corruption inside the gop that, that's my point
4: yeah. well the, kind of the way that i look at it is that you know i am i'm you know i'm an ultra you know i'm an ultra conservative kind of person um i recognize the fact that like i said i'm a little bit of a lightning rod you know from time to time but uh, some people would call me maga but, you know, the, the establishment out there is the ones that have the, the most to lose. And I don't think that the establishment recognizes that they represent like this, you know, this much of the population out there. And MAGA is like this much of the
0: population. Well, I think they know full well. Uh, but I think they have an agenda that, that, again, the Georgia GOP being successful is not on that agenda.
4: Well, they're, try, they're, trying, to, they're trying to push us out and shut us up and, and, and quiet us down. And, and, and an effort is going on in, in several counties to you know to push out you know MAGA people and so bill this is the next video this is my this is my favorite video right now this is the ferris (laughs) Ferris bueller one that i mocked up
1: okay hey give me a minute um
4: hey but i did hear a rumor yesterday i heard a rumor right ahead i'll cue this up that kemp is actually talking about the validity of precinct-counted, hand-marked paper ballots, and when the person that told me this told me this, I was like, my jaw fell out of my face. I was like, you got to be kidding me! Thank goodness, you know, he's he's finally getting on board. Or um, well, it
0: means they there's going to have a new way to get what they want, and uh, so we have to be on full alert. But
4: yeah. well, yeah. if you want to call the if you want to call the governor and put in your two cents, you can call him at 404-656-1776. I'm sure he's
1: he's thanking his lucky stars right now for that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> let's, let's play your clip, and then I wanted to make one, uh, one final comment on the same topic, if we could. Sure.
2: That
4: you leave before I have to get snooty. Snooty? Snotty. 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 Okay, Abe, let's go. No, I'm not going anywhere. No, we like to be
3: seated. Listen, young man, either you take the field trip outside, or I'm going to have to call the police. The pol- You're going to call the police on me? Yes. Wonderful. I weep for the future. Please, come too far. You're going to get busted.
2: A, you can never go too far. B, if I'm going to get busted, it is not going to be by a guy like that. <laughs>
1: So we had heard these same rumors, by the way. I don't, I don't know if you know that, but we had asked the question openly, um, during the week, uh, on one of the shows. And I had sent, uh, Josh McCune a query, um, asking about what he might have heard as well. Um, and he did respond to me. I'm just pulling my phone up so that I can relay the response. So, um, uh, he he says in part i'm not aware this is by josh mccune texting me and i I wanted to disclose it i am not aware of any plans to seek the removal of any executive committee member now or later state gop rules require anybody seeking a removal to serve a 32-day written notice i'm spending my time raising money and um pushing out our initiative so we can win next year so to his credit he did answer me um he does note this 32-day window that uh, you mentioned a few minutes ago. So we'll, um, I think it'll be an interesting conversation to check and see where we are as that window closes. But more importantly, I think you're you're exactly right. The there's there's groups involved in this. If you just look at the polls, 62, 63 percent of the of the state knows we've got an issue. 62, 63 percent of the state seems to be very supportive of of uh, President Trump as a potential potential candidate. I know that's not uh, an endorsement that a party can make right now, but more importantly, you have to face what the people want. And that seems to be something that folks are wrestling with. So I think uh, the opportunity is for folks to become, if they aren't already vocal, they should become vocal. And uh, I think their voices will likely have to be heard
4: as these things progress. Yep. Yeah. Well, the last thing I'm going to leave you guys with that I'll tease you with is that uh, is I've reached out um, to some folks that um, that work with, you know, with the president to ask if he'd be willing to do a fundraiser, um, you know, you know, in Georgia for the, you know, for the GOP, for the, you know, for electors like Kathy Latham and that kind of thing. Um, I don't know if he'll be able to or not, but uh, but the but the you know, the message has been sent and hopefully we'll hear something. Hopefully we get a nice Christmas present. How about that? <laughs>
1: Well if it, if we get the attention alone that may be enough so that's, uh th- thank you for doing that that's uh, very courageous. Absolutely. All right so we have the new website tell us the name tell us the name of the web- website again please uh,
4: Americanpatriotcaucus.com Okay C A U C U S American Patriot Caucus All right please and David before you go
0: uh, it's the end of the year there's a lot of tax issues uh tell us about your business real quick and who what what should what kind of questions should people be looking at to answer right now?
4: So right right now, what people should be looking at is um, is it. So I do financial, I do financial advisory, I do investment management, financial you know financial planning related things that kind of thing. My job is simply to help people make better decisions with their money, um, and, and we're big proponents of working. We work with a lot of MAGA people when they when they come to us and they say, oh my gosh, it is so nice to work with somebody who's not making fun of me you know, for, for my beliefs and not wanting to use, you know, these certain fund groups, you know, that, that hate their values or, you know, or they want to have, you know, 20 or 30% of the money in, you know, in precious metals and they would get heckled by their, by their other advisors. We don't do that. We're not judging you. Our job is to help deliver conservative values to, you know, to your investment management. And, you know, as we go into, into year end, the most important things to look at is, you know, Some people still own mutual funds. Um, Mutual funds are still a a really good tool to, you know, to use in certain circumstances. I would encourage you to look at what their year-end capital gains distributions, you know, might look like and see if you've got some tax issues that are are going on there. And then if you don't have, you know, taxable money, but you have money that's in retirement accounts or 401ks you've forgotten about, reach out to us. We'll help you try and figure out how to best position those things for next year.
1: Great. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That's great. Thank, Thank you, you Dave. We'll look forward to having you gone again soon and uh, look forward to the next updates.
4: Appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry,
1: Christmas, Merry Christmas, brother.
0: So uh, David is a great sponsor, the Georgia 24 show. So please support him. We need other advertisers. I'm sure there's a lot of patriotic uh, America loving Georgia loving businesses out there that uh, really would like to, have our audience. you know I, I say to a lot of people, our our audience is your customer. And uh, I, I think we have a unique audience in Georgia. and it's not just on the conservative side that we have a lot of the liberal press that watches us and in, in other uh, I guess segments of the population and even globally. so if you're if you have the courage to uh, advertise with the Georgia record and be or an advertise on the georgia twenty four show or, or across CDM nationally, Please uh, contact us. There's an email on our websites, uh, contact at creativedestructionmedia.com, and we will talk. It's something we could really – we're developing a, a direct relationship with advertisers. We don't use any middlemen, and we control everything. So please give us a call. Uh, before we move to our next guest, Bill, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Poland. This is a story that – you know, Israel, where I was, was very important, and we did a lot of reporting from Tel Aviv and elsewhere – Uh, you can find all of that on a lot of the hits on video hits on armed forces press or on CDM in the video, video section. But the, the main story that I, I was overseas covering, which I think is not being covered. And again, we're very early on a lot of stories, uh, like Ukraine, et cetera. But Poland is in a situation where it's a very Christian country. It's a very civilized, clean, safe country in the central Europe where you've got massive problems in Berlin and Paris Uh, and elsewhere with violence and crime and uh, demonstrations and burning of churches and all of this. It's not in Poland, but they're about, they could be losing this because Donald Tusk, who is the EU representative, just won enough seats to form a government. And that's probably going to happen in January. The PIS, the Law and Justice Party, the Conservative Party is still the majority in parliament and they still hold the presidency, which can veto things. But this is a very, very sensitive situation. And Georgians, need to be aware of it. Uh, We're going to be doing a lot more coverage on this over time and Christmas is coming. As we just mentioned, Merry Christmas with David. I want to throw a couple things your way for people who have everything that may really be interested in. We have a joint venture with history of books and we do a lot of new publications with Vindicta publishing, which is our new imprint. And one of the books, uh, Bill, if you could bring up the Iranian book ad, um, is a book I just released, Paying the Price, The Untold Story of the Iranian Resistance. And with all that's happening in Israel and elsewhere, Iran is behind a lot of this. And I guarantee you this is a story you don't know, and I guarantee you that anyone who is has an interest in global or international affairs uh, or wants just to really understand what's going on behind the curtain, this will open their eyes, and it'd be a great Christmas present. You can find it anywhere books are sold or go to historyofbooks.com and check it out there. Okay, take that one down real quick. So we have another one, which I find uh, very interesting. Christine Dolan from our Globalist and Plain Sight show. She has a long history in the business. She's one of the world's foremost human trafficker uh, uh, investigators. She did a lot of this in her past, and she has some amazing stories on this whole human trafficking subject, which is very big in Georgia. And uh, her book, Shattered Innocence, is out right now. You can order that anywhere books are sold. And I guarantee you, again, this will be a book that will open people's eyes. And finally, we have uh, one you can pre-order uh, several years ago, I was c- contacted by a gentleman in New York who lived near a a uh, Russian uh, Orthodox monastery and the priests were giving away some art from a woman who died in the church and he called this gentleman who's a collector historian and said Do you want some of this art and he came by and picked it up and on the back of each painting was OTMA uh, written in hand, and he started investigating who uh, owned the art. And it was an elderly woman who immigrated. She said from Ukraine. However, she uh, she died. She was a clerk in an antique store, and she died and left forty to fifty million dollars to the monastery. And on another thing, she uh, her he found her grave in the uh, monastery and found it in the birth date was of anastasia romanov and her birth date her death date here she wrote a book and she actually passed a cia lie detector test immigrating in the 50s that said she could be anastasia so this book is and one more thing bob smith who did the facial recognition and found emily Earhart. Uh, in a picture from the, you know, almost 100 years ago, and identified that she was alive at some Pacific island at some point after she disappeared. He did the facial recognition on uh, this woman and Princess Anastasia, and it was an exact match, according to the History Channel guy. So, this is the book, The Grand Duchess of Anastasia, still a mystery. You can order that, pre order that on historybooks.com. Uh, I can guarantee you this one will be a fascinating book. And, uh, Uh, Another tidbit, two weeks after the historian in upstate New York confronted the Russian priests about what he had discovered, they exhumed the bodies in St. Petersburg from the crypt that they said was her body, which maybe it's not. And the OTMA, it was on the back of the art. It was Olga, Tatiana, Maria, Anastasia, which were the four sisters of the Romanovs. So interesting book, and these are gifts that would be great for anyone who uh, has everything, and Bill, I have a clip from Glade. Or what? What do you want to talk about before we move forward?
1: Well, uh, we can do Glade. We have. Uh, we also are looking forward to talking to Hank Sullivan. So whichever whichever order you want to go in is good. Good by me.
0: Uh, well, let's save Hank the best for the end. So we'll okay. run this and uh, we'll go from here. This okay. is a, a, uh, a good fireside chat we have on a monthly basis with Glade Miller-Smith, our Nebraska cattleman, uh, about what's really important in life uh, from Family Farm Beef Box. So we're back with our good friend, Glade Miller-Smith, our cattleman in Nebraska. I'm coming to you from Warsaw, Poland, where we're dealing with the possible looming fall of Christianity in Central here, Europe, say. which is Family a story Beef that we Fox. want to get out <laughs> across the world and, and draw attention to it. But welcome, Glade. Yes. Thanks, Todd.
3: This is uh, what a uh, an interesting world coming from back here on the little farm here in Nebraska. I'm talking to you in Poland, live streaming video back and forth. It kind of boggles my mind a little bit and just makes me think, what could we accomplish with the opportunities that are around us? Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to, to visit with you a bit. You asked if we, if we could talk a little bit. And I, I had a little story here from a uh, my my Thanksgiving travels. So, if uh, for you guys who never visited with me before, Glade Smith, Family Farm Beef Box. I'm a God-fearing husband of one wife and father to six children. And, uh, and and creator of family farm beef box a multi-generational cattle producer and a guy who's slowly learning to eat fruits and vegetables so there that's that's who i am but he uh, says
0: familyfarmbeefbox.com that's what yes you can find yeah it. yeah so.
3: and uh it's, it's not too late to send somebody good nebraska steaks for christmas instead of a sweater get get on there and we'll be shipping next monday and the monday after that good beef from nebraska so there you go there's my sales pitch but anyways um so i i happen to have a grandmother who is alive and well lives at home 89 years old surrounded with some aunts and uncles of mine outside of baltimore maryland and so for you folks in poland that may not know maryland versus nebraska it's 1500 miles (coughs) apart with six little kids in the back of the van so we made it uh we made our travels from nebraska to maryland and, and we're able to spend some time with, you know, family. I'm a big believer in visiting family do that now while they're still alive. Instead of going to the funeral. That's my, my little speech on that one. Exactly. So we made made an effort to do that. And then we went from there down to visit. I, I imported a Kentucky girl as my wife and her family farms in Kentucky and still, and, and her grandparents and parents and, and siblings all live within a half mile of each other and farm on. And they're, they're actually the ninth gen, my wife's brothers would be the ninth generation to farm right there in Kentucky. So we went, we went, oh, 600 miles, whatever it is, from Maryland down to Kentucky. And then a thousand miles from Kentucky back to Nebraska. My wife did the math. It was real close to 50 hours of driving in the car with all six children. And I don't want to brag, but I didn't lose one kid in all of those 50 uh. hours. So I, I was but, pretty let, pleased with myself there.
0: Let me let me but, ask you: How many times did they ask, "Are we there yet?" Oh crud! You know, <laughs> I uh,
3: you know they make these barricades in uh, in a police you know state patrol police officer's car. Yeah. You can't get through. It's even kind of soundproof. Why don't we have those for parents? <laughs> I, like, I will be ranching for fun as soon as, and not for a living. As soon as I can figure out how to patent those to put in your minivan. You can't get anything through. You can't hear it. Oh man. That's, that's a fantastic idea. Patent that. So anyways, somebody else can run along with that idea. That's good. I'll just raise cows. That's fine. Um, so, but I, I had a, uh, we had the opportunity to visit a, uh, a friend of ours who lives in Ohio. They moved out there not too long ago. Um, you know, just a little homesick. We thought we'd stop and encourage them. So we planned to stop in Columbus, Ohio. And we found uh, an Airbnb there. I'm, we're a big fan. We have big family. Airbnbs mm-hmm. are great. Way better mm-hmm. than uh, a, trying to rent a motel room or two motel rooms for eight people. It's it's kind of a yeah. joke, but it's a good. Business, so yeah. so there we were, and my wife found this beautiful. It's like a three four story, one of these t- tall skinny houses. You know, downtown uh, Columbus, uh, Ohio, and uh, it's like ninety some bucks a night. It was super cheap, and it looked beautiful. I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. fantastic. So we stopped there. We pulled off the, uh, the interstate there at Columbus, Ohio. And this is where it made me think of my, when my great grandparents had to go to Chicago, for some reason, they said that they tied chicken crates to the front and the back of their vehicle, not because they needed any chickens, just so everybody give them a little more room. That's kind (laughs) of how this guy fell driving around. (laughs) <laughs> columbus ohio and there i am trying not to miss exits and everything with I'm, I'm skyscrapers all around going crud how many people do they fit in those buildings man lot. and so here we we get outside of columbus the 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 immediate city center and it is um i mean what i think is affectionately termed of is is the projects i mean mm-hmm. places shut down you know graffiti it's just like oh man this is where we're going. All right, cool. So mm-hmm. rough neighborhood, but in there, I I don't know what the official term it, for it is, but when somebody goes in and buys like a street and tries to revitalize it, yeah, that and, yeah. and you know make them into nice houses with the attempt to you know affect the whole area. Well, that's that's where our house was. Like mm-hmm. projects, projects broken down, broken down. One nice street of houses. Oh, okay, cool. And it was, it was a beautiful, it's
0: called, beautiful. it's called gentrification, but that's a yeah. good
3: word right there for a simple <laughs> cattle farmer, you know, so nice houses amongst a place that needs a bunch of work. That's how I would describe it. So, but I, uh, we pulled in there and we, I, we'd found online a place that had pizza and we had it delivered. Turned out it was three, three buildings down. I literally saw the guy get out of the pizza shop, get in his car, drive down two houses and get out of it. Like, okay, thanks. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Fantastic. So, we uh we got the kids all settled down and our friend came over and they're having pizza and, and my wife said something about coffee creamer and and so I thought you know I'll just uh you know it's late it's dark um, but there's just Caddy Corner across the street kind of where the projects start was a little bitty little bitty building that said groceries and uh, so I you know me being from the farm in Nebraska I don't know if you know the severe drive through Nebraska on a country road you wave at everybody there are not many people there that's just what you do and so i walk from our place to the little grocery store there's a few people around i'm finding out pretty quick nobody wants to wave back at you when you're in columbus ohio but i uh i jump in the little find the little grocery store and it's closed for sale barred up like okay all right i look down the street and uh uh down the street a little ways is a little another little grocery says groceries and like, all right we'll we'll walk down there and uh sure enough closed barred up nobody home I look down the street again and uh okay another little store that says groceries I'm like well eventually here's somebody's place gonna be open right mm-hmm. and uh so I walk down to the next little place that says groceries and and the lights on it says we accept ebt open mm-hmm. cool all right and so I, I, I hop on in there and there's three rows of shelves where food was, but the, the shelves were mostly had empty containers where food used to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a row of coolers on this side and a row of coolers on this side. And there's some sodas over here and single cans of beer over here. And I look around and there's a cash register and cheap cigars behind the cash register and a fellow working at the cash register. I'm thinking, I'm just going to cut to the chase and talk to this fellow. Mm-hmm. and at this point i'm thinking i think peppermint mocha for my wife is off the table as an option here <laughs> so i like we'll just keep it general i said so uh, you guys you guys have any coffee creamer he said nope <laughs> all right i said uh you guys have a gallon of milk he said nope wow <laughs> all right kind of rough place all right low stock so i'm i'm thinking bring back something for the kids they're eating pizza i said you guys got any cookies and he kind of looked at me funny and nodded his head and he said what kind of cookies you want (laughs) and i thought man i'm a long ways from the farm in nebraska you're not in
0: kansas anymore (laughs) i
3: look back and i see a package of chocolate wafer cookies like i walk back and and so that was the option. I said, I, I, I just met cookies, buddy. Um, I said, all right, if I just, just buy the cookies. And at this point I I'm making assumptions. I don't really know for sure. Um, but a couple more fellas came in the store and a conversation ensued. Um, but they were looking at me and then talking to the guy who ran the cash register. And either they had this lengthy dialogue about whether the guy left his debit card. No, you didn't leave your debit card. Are you sure you left your debit card? They're looking at me asking about his debit card. Either he left his debit card or they were deciding whether they were going to mug me or not. Yeah. I'll never know. But uh, I, I, I kind of got the suspicion that this is likely. And either at that point, um uh, one option was I looked big and Nebraska strong enough that they decided not to mug me or just that I was poor enough and didn't have any money anyways and wasn't worth their time. I don't I don't know but the guy just said no, don't worry about your debit card and uh the guy left. So mm. I uh I bought my cookies and I walked back down the street, headed back over to our little house and I kind of scanned the area a little bit before i went in and closed the door and that's when the police helicopters started circling our head for the rest of the night like boy this is not this is just like home man wow and uh i got up the next morning i looked out the window and there was two neighbors across the road were uh in their yard just looking at our house where we were staying and so i i just kind of took note of that okay very good And about an hour later, we'd finished breakfast, got everything done. And I'm going to go out to load the van up hit the road, you know, pack the suitcases. And and these two people are still in the yard waiting. And as I come out, they come walking towards me. And I'm in my mind trying to practice politely doing my, I don't care for any cookies speech. Mm -hmm. Um, But they came over, turned out they weren't offering cookies. They wanted to know if I had access to the video camera, on the front porch of the street because that night their car the car beside my van got hijacked and was stolen that night Jeez. and i thought wow that's interesting you know the uh and that's why apparently when you tuck your kids at night you should pray oh lord you know take care of us and if someone needs to have their car stolen please let it be the one beside us not ours not <laughs> but but wow. uh, you know i and and it was and it was interesting because i was sad about the situation because we're we're staying in this it really was i mean it's it's skinny but beautiful 1910 house i love those old homes yeah Yeah, i I mean and and the the rest of the houses were were like that and you know at one time they were full of laughter and the Mm. streets were safe And there was people who cared about each other. And that little grocery store was open and there would have been old men sitting on the front porch playing checkers, you know,
0: talking about old women.
3: Yeah. And, 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 old (laughs) women talking about old men, you know, so, (laughs) you know, so I, my little farm boy mentality, and, you know, we're used to trying stuff. Basically when you have a farm, what that means is you get up in the morning and you see what's broken and you try to fix it. And I thought, crud, this is kind of broken. And, and I'm like the billionth person to think about how you solve the problem of poverty and mm-hmm. and and projects and everything else. But you know what? There was one thing that gave me a, a little bit of uh, optimism on that street because I noticed that night, in amongst the projects, that there was a lot of legitimately rough stuff going on. There was two houses in that projects area had Christmas lights, had Christmas lights up, mm-hmm. and I thought, yeah. you know. That's a little glimmer of something optimistic there. And so I, I was, I was encouraged by that for the people. I was glad that I honestly, I was glad I wasn't raising my kids there, but I I saw a family come out of the one house with Christmas lights that morning. And there was a man, I don't know if they were married or not, but you know, I didn't have a chance to go introduce myself, but there was a man and there was a woman and there was a kid or two, you know, it was a family. And Christmas lights on their porch and, you know, they were well-ish dressed folks, I'll be like, he's probably headed to work or whatever. And, you know, there's ultimately just like you're saying in Poland, I'm, I'm pretty well convinced that when, uh, the problem that arose in, in judges said that there rose up a generation that did not know the statutes and orders of the Lord, basically they didn't know what God said, what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And that's the generation that, that fell. You know, so ultimately, I I think without getting back to the Word and and to what God created us to be, we're going to struggle to, uh, you know, to to fix these problems. But I also saw, you know, the difference of those folks who were adding to their house, who they were building something. Yeah, if if we can do, when when somebody puts forth effort, and it doesn't have to be monumental is what I was thinking, a little garden, Mm -hmm. a, a little something, you know, if you can build, create, the more you put your hands on it, the more it's yours, the more it's yours. And, and versus, I, I was convicted about how much we have been given. And the problem is when you're given something, it's, it's, I saw a statistic the other day about how many people inherit their wealth versus build it on their own. Very right. few people inherit their wealth. Most mm-hmm. people build it because the people that built the wealth pass it on to people who, you know what? Don't know how to build things, and what happens? They lose it. It's the old third generation problem. They they, they lose it, and mm-hmm. and because if you're just preserving, then then it it brings all of the apathy, and it brings the renters mentality. You're not, and so that's what I saw when this beautiful neighborhood in 1910, beautiful neighbor was neighborhood was passed on to people that that didn't have to suffer and work for it. I, I just as a little, a little interesting side note that I'd never considered before um, price of pickups weighs pretty weird near and dear on a, on a farmer and ranchers life. And boy, they mm-hmm. are priced according to some doctor and lawyer salary, I think, versus how much money you make on the cattle farm, you know, yeah. but you know, so we, we mm-hmm. tend to complain about price of vehicles and everything else, price of everything right now. But I thought, I thought to myself, you know, Yes, vehicles are expensive, but look at what has been presented to us to use at, at almost no cost to us that I could drive my family and my old used van 1,500 miles on wonderful roads. Mm-hmm. And anywhere along that road, I could, I could stop regularly for food, for gas, for lodging. I could get my car fixed a whole bunch of places. The amount of value that had been put into this system of just, just simply vehicles, like we complained about the cost of vehicle, the amount of money and effort and time that has been sent, spent to create this infrastructure so I can go visit my grandmother 1,500 miles away is unfathomable. That's and they're, what try,
0: they're trying to destroy that now. And they, we, we may not <laughs> they have that to, you know,
3: you know. And it is possibly destroyable because we were given it. We didn't build it. We're not the ones who worked for it. My grandpa Mm -hmm. talks about when the interstate went through, my grandma talks about the first time a light bulb came on in her house. Mm -hmm. You know, we, uh, they tamed the land, they built it into what it is now, which is wonderful. But now we're at the position that we're preserving it. We're renting it. That's bad. Yeah. It's bad because if we're just the renters, chances are pretty good we're one of the people that's that's a bad renter. We need to be building it and making it better all of the time.
0: Completely agree. Yeah. That, in other areas, not just the roads, but yeah, yeah, that's in, in, innovation, family, architecture, go down the list. Yeah. You know? and,
3: and especially as you know, I, I I suggested there that I, I believe that for places like the projects to change, it's, it's by the word of the Lord that would change it. Mm-hmm. I I, I'm going to go back to C.S. Lewis on you here, and you may know this quote. But um, he was quoted as saying, the world does not need more Christian artists, Christian music- musicians, and, and Christian um, authors. The world needs more artists, musicians, and authors who happen to be Christians.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
3: the difference is, is through, through my life and growing up conservative Christian families, you know, if I said the word Christian movies,
0: mm-hmm.
3: this is changing a little bit. But you know what, Christian movies was synonymous with bad quality. Yeah, that's true. Bad quality. Why? And if we're a believer, serving the risen Lord who created everything, why wouldn't if we dare put that label on there? Why wouldn't it be the very best movie that had ever been made? And so there you go. That that's that that's what will ultimately, I believe, save. All of these systems is a return to understanding what God expects of us. But in the meantime, a nice idea is just take your home and figure out how to build something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you know, politics follows culture. So you're right. I mean, you don't need to label it. You just need to build a good culture and then yes, everything else will follow. Yes. So the the Great
3: Awakening changed Britain. But you know how long it took? 60 to 80 years. Because all of yeah. culture changed first, and then the politics changed.
0: Well, I think you've seen in the last three years massive destruction, and the time clock is is much faster now. I mean, it took what eight hundred years to build Notre Dame, something like yeah. that, and uh, but we can be destroyed very quickly. So, I agree with you completely, and that's what we're focused on at CDM is to is to build something, the new economy that is not part of this matrix that is destroying everything. So, and you're obviously part of that. Uh, from the agricultural side,
3: this is one real, and, and we talk. some, and one reason why I like having these conversations with you, because whether mm-hmm. you are forging the way in the, in, in Christian news communication, or I'm just over here raising beef, you know, mm-hmm. I we're all selling something other than what we're selling. I, I, I believe fully that I'm selling something other than beef. You're selling something other than, than the news. Um, my heater just came on. Is that messing it's, anything up?
0: It's all good. We're good. Okay,
3: um, and that what what I'm selling and I think is what, what you're selling is that, hey, there is a difference in families and businesses of character and integrity and relationships. I'm selling beef, but I'm also selling the idea that you should spend time with your family. You should care about not just where your food comes from, but where your family's at at dinner time. Yeah. When, when have you spent time with your kids last, you know, yeah. how are you building them up? How are you shaping them and growing them? Especially, you know, as, as fathers and mothers, I'm not a mother, so I can only speak to fathers. You're the head of the household. Cause God made you that way, whether you want to be or not So you're either a good leader or a bad leader. So whether you're raising beef or whether you're starting a news corporation or whatever you're doing, let's do it so that, god and all of humanity would say wow that is amazing they did a good job
0: completely agree glade we're on the same wavelength so the uh website is familyfarmbeefbox.com uh you can get you can get a sample package you can subscribe you can check it out but uh i told people today on our other show that uh if you have that somebody who has everything and you're looking for a gift that will really put a smile on their face Send them a box of beef
3: from Glade, and that'll do the trick. Zero <laughs> percent of Christmas gifts that I have sent out got returned. Nobody <laughs> returns good beef.
0: <laughs> there you go. Thank so, you, Glade. We'll see you next time.
3: Thanks, sir.
1: But you're on You're on mute, Todd.
0: Every time. One day I'll... I'll get it right.
1: Um, That's okay. I, can't, always- I even come back smiling from Glade's uh, interviews. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great guy to talk to. We've, we've had a lot of long off-the-record conversations, so uh, he'll continue to be part of CDM going forward, and we're we're happy for that relationship. But please support him, familyfarmbeefbox.com. Just check out the website. I think you'll yep. be, be interested.
1: Well, we did have a programming change. Uh, Hank Sullivan was due with us. He he had a conflict come up and will be joining us either Wednesday or Sunday of this week. Okay. I, I did want to make a comment. He's going to be appearing at the uh, Pickens County GOP meeting this week, uh, this Tuesday, December 12th, at Pickens County GOP meeting. They hold that on um, Tuesday night. It's uh, 1329 Camp Road in Jasper. So if you, uh, if you need directions, you can uh, click the website shown there. Um, Hank, if, if you haven't heard him speak, he has an amazing way of, uh, taking what we can see and, uh, adding facts and information that he has found, uh, in lots of different ways that, uh, you know, wrap around the weird dynamics here in Georgia. Some of the strange, uh, corporate structures that we've found in counties and across the state, uh, were related to the Republican party and other things. And, uh, Weaves them together in a way that makes it more easy to understand and spot the strange anomalies, I guess I'll put it. So uh, great, great speaker. Great uh, evening. I bet uh, folks are going to enjoy that. So just wanted to mention that. And again, he'll be back on with us uh, in the coming few days with one of the other uh, Georgia 2024 show episodes.
0: Well, I look forward to that because I know he's got a, a lot of new stuff to talk about. So we'll get him Wednesday, I guess.
1: He does indeed.
0: Well, that's all I had, Bill. You got anything else? What,
1: uh, just one other thing. Uh, kind of relates back. You were talking earlier about some of the health concerns that seem somehow to be cropping up again. Um, there is a movie that speaks to this that was produced, um, gosh, almost a year ago, I guess. Now uh, called "Died Suddenly," and uh, we're actually going to air that this evening on "Insist on Truth." Hmm. It's on at eight eight PM on um, CDM's channel. Um, more importantly, it's it present some information that might uh, be helpful to folks to put context around what might be behind some of these things and the the results that may not currently be known, especially if you're listening to mainstream media, that may be important to know. So uh, just want to make sure folks knew that was coming up. I will give one caution. It is uh, the, the film itself begins with a statement. It is not suitable for children. Um, so I would encourage parents to uh, control that in their in their homes. That's it.
0: All right. We'll see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, we've got a great uh, episode of Eurobytes is going to be probably streaming tomorrow night on CDM. Uh, Gwaine Taller, who was number two in the Brexit party, is joining our Eurobytes German hosts. Uh, Eurobytes is becoming quite popular. It's a a show about Europe in multiple ways, different countries and different hits from around the the uh continent so uh check it out we'll also uh have some other shows but uh there'll be more to come on all of cdm's video offerings and how that's going to be offered in the near term so see you on the georgia show 7 p.m wednesday thanks bill
1: that's great